<laughs> you seem cool. Let's Let, chat. Let's be best friends. Can you please give me the rest of your uh, check credit card number? <laughs> All right, we'll show you. Uh, jokes, on, jokes on them. That that credit card doesn't work anymore. Yep, that take that thieves. <laughs> there they learned their lesson. All right, well let's do it. You didn't count with Bank of America stupidity. You didn't <laughs> think about the <laughs> repercussions. <laughs> All right, well, here we go. Without further ado, uh, welcome, everybody, to the Enemy Slime Podcast, episode number 106. Uh, I am your usual host, Jared, and for the first time in quite some time, we have a full house tonight. Uh, Mr. Michael Mahoney is here. Do we have hey, a everybody. House? Very nice to have me back. It's not a fuller house. Not yet. Uh, Mr. J. Joseph when is here. Will it be a, when will it be a fuller house? I, I don't know. I don't know if it'll ever be fuller. Okay, well, that's depressing. Hopefully soon, we can. I we wanted, can wish. I wanted, Je- I wanted Jesse and Michelle to come back. I think Jesse is back. I think it's just Michelle who's not coming back. Why? I, He's too busy doing that. So too busy getting railed. I have a theory about this, and this is completely going to derail the intro. But I don't care because now I have to show my theory. Lucio already hit it right there. So when they were kids, they're twins, and they're both doing the same job, and it's like, haha, it's so cute, and we're so it's so funny, and but now they're older. They don't even really look the same anymore, and so how do you tell? Which one is Michelle? Like, which one gets to be Michelle? And I think rather than have that conversation, they just decided, you know what, we'll, we'll cover it in the intro. They'll all come into the house and they'll say, man, that was the worst funeral ever for poor Michelle. And uh, Michelle, really won't ba- Michelle went back to her old planet. <laughs> I don't think they'd kill her off, but I hope, deep down, I hope they do. I hope they're like, oh, it's too bad Michelle is dead. It couldn't possibly oh, well. be because those twins are rich as fuck. Oh, that, that's probably I, I, no, I, I, no I, I, need I to be on that show. That, I wouldn't suspect that they're super rich, but I would suspect that they want to get rid of the one thing that defined them. They they did comment that they weren't invited, though. Um, so, oh, really? Yeah, nobody asked them, apparently. This <laughs> just didn't come up. Uh, poor girls. But uh, anyway, girls. we're also joined by Lucio Lorenzino, who finally got in a fucking robot. I got my license. He got his license, so hey. just just call him Lucio. He got his license at 34 years old. Robot Zeno. Oh, 34. Uh, and then, of course, I forgot where we left off. Doug. Doug's here. Hey, and I wish I wasn't. Well, podcast sucks. Well, there you go. Is that everyone? Did we get everyone? It sucks like most Kickstarters suck. It, and for that, let's go to Doug with the five-second Kickstarter update. Doug, how's Kickstarter? Hey, you know what? It's still pretty bad. <laughs> and um, and you're stupid for doing any sort, giving them any money at all. Here, your, your, your dream games aren't happening. Give it up. Next topic. Well, I mean, your dream games are happening. It just turns out your dreams are a lot more of a bummer than you thought. Your dream games it will turns become out that PvP. It turns out that your dreams. It turns out that your dreams are all procedurally generated. All right, Doug. I'm going to give you. Uh, I'm going to give. We're, we're going to do Doug's one second video game reviews from Kickstarter. I'm going to read you the title of a game on Kickstarter and you review it. Ready? Okay. Here we go. Uh, the Ninth World. Maybe they should call it the Eighth World. That'd been funner. Oh, there it is. Uh, Silvio Two Open World Horror Game. Open world horror? Wow. Go kill yourself. <laughs> uh, 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 Jotun. It looks like Jotun is like a big game. 
Jotun, more like go speak English. <laughs> and and last but not least, uh, Dungeon Busters. <coughs> that one sounds pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me uh, let me go donate to that one. Hey, that's a that's a local one up in Layton, Utah. Oh, that's why. Uh, now I don't like it anymore. Wait, I think I know this guy. Oh, shit, I think I know this guy. All right, I'm backing out. Um, all right, anyway. So, uh, yeah, Kickstarter's still a turd. But I, before we go too far there, I want to talk a little bit about uh, about Christmas, guys, because there was Christmas. Did everybody have a nice Christmas? Yes. Sure. Yeah. If you consider the fact that two of my family members were hacked apart. But they were reassembled, too. Yeah, I mean... More or less. I didn't feel the need to add that detail. Did they, did they put the, the parts where they belonged, or, you know? I mean, your story they, your story's much better if it just ends where you ended it. Did they get the $6 million man treatment? It's intriguing, and it's, and it's And it's still, it's still, it's still like, a good, you know, it's still a true story. Yeah, that was riveting. It still actually happened. Um, but, uh, you know who, you know who else didn't have a great Christmas? <laughs> is, uh... Who else had a bad Christmas? Is Jared? Valve... Uh, oh. Steam had did some. Have, did they have Gabe Newell apart? Steam had no. Gabe <laughs> Newell is actually fully intact. Well, I, I I don't know. Is he? We we. It's hard to say. Um. So Steam had what I'm calling. I'm, I don't know how many tons is he still. I'm dubbing this the Steam Christmas Crisis. That's what we're calling this. Uh, where yes. on on Christmas Day, as people went to log into their uh, Steam accounts, they discovered that oftentimes they would see information in their accounts that didn't match w- what it should be, and they would eventually come to learn they were actually seeing other people's accounts. So basically, uh, it's not because of a hack or anything like that. Uh, Valve just had a piece of hardware fail, and that hardware, when it failed, wound up causing caching issues on Steam, and it let people see other people's accounts. Uh, and that basically was their purchase history, their name, their email, their phone number, their address, and I believe the last four numbers of their credit card. Uh, that was what you would temporarily gain access to there. So if someone murders you in your sleep, you know whose fault it is. Doug's. Yeah, so I mean if there I guess if you got really unlucky and like there's a guy that you pissed off in uh in a game a few weeks ago and he happened to get your account, you're dead. You're dead, man. I know. Blunt King five twenty is gonna get notable. me. <laughs> I think it is notable that a lot of the accounts people got access to were also in other languages. Yes, yeah. Uh a lot of people were logging into the store to find that it was in Russian or uh Chinese or not Chinese. We can trust the Russians, can't we? Um Yeah, I, I mean maybe. I think probably. I don't know who's gonna hack you faster, the Chinese or the Russians. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. Anyway, it was it was not a great day, and, and I guess what is so strange about this is, aside from a couple comments to media outlets, Valve has said nothing about this. Uh, not yeah, to not to their users. Think. Like you didn't get an email uh, if you didn't log in over Christmas and you didn't check the news, you would never even know that this had happened. Um, so can 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 I say this? I mean, if if Valve commented, then it wouldn't give websites like Forbes reason to be absolutely hysterical and um, um, and uh, I I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. No, I'm afraid you couldn't say that, Jay. Hysterionic. I mean, Ooh. there you go. Histrionic's good a good word. I I agree, but on the other hand, it does seem. I mean, it's totally in tune with who Valve is, right? Uh, they're, they're kind of famous for, uh, not issuing a lot of public comments that this isn't, 
this isn't a company that like is gonna have a blog, you know. Uh, I think the last time they posted on Twitter was in July. It looks like. <laughs> um, I mean, this is not, and even all the way down to like their customer service. So if you submitted a ticket about this, you probably got a response that said, uh, "It's fixed now. See you later," and and that's probably it. So. You know, um, if you got if you got one at all, if you got anything at all, that's true. Like you may have uh, you may have heard nothing about it. You probably submitted the ticket on Christmas, and you'll hear back next Christmas. Yeah, maybe that's it. I, I, I don't I don't know that they're slow so much as they're just unhelpful. They just don't care. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and, and I mean, I guess this probably stems from the fact that they don't have to care, right? What are you going to do? Not buy your games on Steam? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Actually, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, you know, there's... Uh, I, do, I do believe my first comment when this happened was it's a good thing Steam has a monopoly. Yeah, I, I do recall you saying that, and that's totally it. Uh, they they didn't respond because they don't have to respond, and we're all going to forget about this and go on with our business. Um, but still, kind of a shitty thing. And uh, so, yeah, if you didn't know, now you know. Uh, there's... I don't think we ever came to a consensus as to how it would happen. So, like, people were saying, don't log into Steam on Christmas. Um, but I don't know whether or not that actually would help you uh, to avoid... I don't think so. I don't, I don't think it makes any difference. So It wouldn't, it wouldn't, have, happened, it wouldn't have helped at all. So, I guess... I the, mean, it wouldn't have done anything. The, the moral is, take a look at your... Uh, you know, keep an eye on that, that old bank account. I mean, I guess they can't do too much with the last four of your credit card number, but... No, uh, I can't. That's that's a verification let me, let me, let me for a few things. Um, let me say this. Let me say that um, due to one company's incompetency, another company's incompetency just doesn't affect me, and I appreciate that. So thank you, Bank of America, for not getting me my credit card in time for the holidays. Because <laughs> uh, if you had, then my details for that new car would have been seen by some Steam user somewhere. Yep. Uh, I think. Thank uh, you, everyone, for the incompetence. Merry Christmas. And merry incompetence. By the way, one thing that, that I have to to comment on, that which I haven't heard of anybody in the media mentioning, but I know because I work in the industry. As of October this year, there's been a liability shift for fraud, where if your website isn't secure or if your terminal doesn't have a chip, you the merchant is liable for the fraud. Yeah, that's crazy. So if anything happens to that, Steam is on the hook for it. Hmm. Oh, really? Yep. That's pretty wild. Yes, it? Well, I guess we'll see what happens. Um, I Well, I saw it in effect today because I doled out some Christmas gifts on Steam, and then they were like, we're not going to let you buy any more games for an hour. You bought too many games from us. Stop it. Huh. <laughs> that actually happened today. It, 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 today. it like popped up and said that you've purchased too much stuff? Mm-hmm. That's fucking weird. But the weird. question is, how much, um, how much did you spend before they even did that? Was it? Do you think it was a dollar amount, or do you think it was the I number did. of transactions? It was the number of transactions, because I didn't spend that much money. Like, everything I got today was on sale. Mm. Um, so anyone I got a gift today that's listening to the podcast, I don't think much more than $5 of you. But, um, yeah, yeah that's all right. after... <laughs> No, actually, yours cost me more. Oh, what, did, what did you get? What did you get, Lucio? I got, I got, I got Lucio sheltered. Oh, that sounds nice. I got Lucio sheltered, and I got someone else, uh, Ori and the Blind Bars. Well, those are both nice gifts. That's much better than like bad rats. 
Which someone Why got someone me give me layers of fear? Good. That's what I want. Is layers it's of on fear? Sale. Is that uh, on your list? Do you actually want it? No, I don't want it at all. <laughs> God no. Alright. Don't you dare. It's actually not bad. Well, Please. you know who didn't get any Jack Orlando for Christmas? Oh, do, do you want well, Jack I got Orlando? You, I got you. I got you. Um, Undertale. Like, I don't a long know what game. Ago, I haven't seen you. I got you Undertale a long time ago, Michael, and I haven't seen you touch it once. We were. Yeah, just, I haven't actually gotten around to it, but we, I do intend to. We were <laughs> discussing that yesterday, <laughs> actually. Okay. So, so Michael promises that he'll play it. Uh, Jack okay. or, Jack Orlando, for the record, is currently four ninety nine on Steam. So, any mm. li- any listeners who might have a uh, uh, you know a late Christmas you know uh, rush that they got to get to, uh, you know maybe there's someone that you forgot a, a friendly uncle who who brought you a gift and you weren't expecting it, <laughs> and you said, "Well, don't worry, yours is still on the way." Boom, Jack Orlando, a cinematic adventure. <laughs> <laughs> and you you assume that this uncle has steam? He would he would have to. Uh, and <laughs> your Russian has uncle has steam. monopoly. If he doesn't have steam, <laughs> if he doesn't have steam, I think you could go to G two A, and uh, I want to say you can probably get that game for about a dollar. Uh, yep, it looks like it's currently a dollar. So uh, you really have you really have no excuse not to give your sweet uncle. The gift of his dreams. Uh, so hook him up. He fought in Korea. He fought in so, Korea, so for God's what, sake. Uh, so just out of curiosity, what, what did people get for Christmas if it's game-related? Because I didn't get anything game-related for Christmas. Yeah, me I did, did, actually. No, me, I, got one uh, I, did, I did not, so I will exempt myself. Did anybody I receive got, a Christmas miracle? I got Shovel Knight, and my wife somehow tracked down a copy of Wind Waker for Wind Waker HD remake. Oh, she probably found it at a, uh, at a Costco. Maybe. I have no idea, but they've been like... Your, your wife, your wife for like not liking the shit and thinking it's all nerdy and shit, she's really good at finding you some of the good shit. Yeah, she is. Did you get in the box copy of Shovel Knight? Yeah. Oh, good times. And uh, I got my kids Yoshi Woody World. Oh, so it's a, it's a happy home in general. Yeah. Have you, yes. played, have you played Shovel Knight at all? No, not yet. Oh, that's pretty good. You'll like it. I'm rushing to finish two gigantic RPGs so I can review them for the game of the year. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's going to be a lot of work. What? Sure. Anybody else? Christmas, Christmas game. I, a, a friend got me all of the New Vegas DLC because I hadn't played it actually. So there's that. Oh, all right, all right. I I played them all up to Lonesome Road. So no sort is pretty good. Yeah, that's probably the best one. That's too bad. <laughs> Jared, sounds, Jared sounds very done with it. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't want to play it again. Well, he's got Fallout 4 now. Why would he ever need to go back? I guess I could go dig up the yeah, Xbox 360 point. and try and run through it. Oh, you're having it on Xbox? Yeah, I bought it on the Xbox back in the day. How many How many of these games do you own for console? How many of what games? Of the Bethesda RPGs and shit. I mean, I know Vegas uh, is Obsidian still. Probably all of them. Um, Why? Oblivion, uh, Fallout Three, Skyrim. I think all those are. At the very least, at the very least, let me ask this. Let me ask you this. After you, after you got married, right? Uh huh. And your wife started walking backwards to the house. Why wouldn't you switch to PC from there? Because I don't. Because that changed nothing. Like it was just a fun thing that happened. <laughs> Um, I don't know if she still walks backwards. I haven't checked on her lately. Uh, but it, it's just, uh, they're such big games 
the the longer a game is, the less likely I am to play it on the PC because I just get so miserable sitting in front of the computer. So like, that's fair enough. So it's why I've actually it's why I've never beaten The Witcher Three. Uh, it's why Phantom Pain is still relatively unbeaten. I got I got pretty deep into that, but it's it's probably why I won't be finishing it. Um, and so uh, you know, if if I know that I'm going to be into a game for like the long haul. I'll deliberately try to avoid picking it up on the uh, PC because I know that it's realistically actually, like, I'll never beat it. It's actually the opposite for me. For some reason, like if I'm at a television, I feel like I should be using that television for television things <laughs> like watching a TV show or movie or sports or something. And then um, if I start playing a video game on it after a while, I'm like, this is not a good use of my television set. I wouldn't begrudge anybody uh, who does things differently. And, and you know, when I was in high school uh, or, or even uh, college for the brief time, um, I would, uh, I, I would come home and I would play for hours on the computer and it wasn't an issue because I hadn't just spent the previous eight in front of the computer, but man, there's something about yeah, that's that's fair. There's literally just something about like the position that you sit in where I just I I don't want to do that anymore, uh, and so I I spend very little time in front of my computer when I get home. Well, maybe it just maybe it just comes down to our basic difference in um, profession. And you're here. That's what it sounds like. Care of, you're, you're it sounds like Jared's a casual computer systems. <laughs> so. <laughs> What I have is... That's fair. That's a fair accusation. I have basically a room where all the systems are in. So I have a PC connected to the TV. And to the same TV, I have the consoles connected. So I yeah. can do... I, and you know what? Anything. Maybe someday I'll plan ahead and I'll have the foresight to do that. The Steam Link is uh, getting close to um, to making me change my ways, but it's not quite there yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's right. Didn't we have a, a question about controllers for the podcast that you wanted to answer? We did. Nope. Uh, before we jump into that, I do want to ask, Michael, what did you get for Christmas? Some nice cufflinks? Um, I did get a crystal whiskey decanter. Oh, very nice. From very nice. which I will drink whiskey. That's a good thing to use a crystal whiskey decanter for. And I was going to put sand in it. My, my dad wouldn't allow it. How about, a, how about a nice tie clip? No, no nice tie clips. Well, we got a bottle of Irish cream. That's always great. Oh, that's pretty good. That's a good Christmas. Yeah. I cla- I classify Michael's Christmas as a success. That is the taste of Christmas right there, an Irish coffee. All right. Well, let's let's check out this. Oh, we didn't get to Doug then. Well, I, I was more just curious because I knew Michael would get an old man gift, and I was not disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I got an old man gift. What was your old man gift? I got an antique wooden ship. Oh, that's that is an old man. If we combine yours and Michael's <laughs> gift, we're halfway there. Doug, what did what did you get for Christmas? I got cash. Oh, that's you mean for Kwanzaa. Yeah, crazy Kwanzaa cash. You got crazy. Hey. Did, you get, like, cash. did you get Did you get like twenty bucks for each day of Kwanzaa? Uh, yes. <laughs> how, 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 how many days of Kwanzaa are there? I think one. Uh, I think there are seven days of Kwanzaa. Oh shit. Oh, I got more than that then. Yeah. Why does everybody else's like solstice related holiday beat out Christmas so hard? Because they're going for quantity instead of quality. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me when I say this Kwanzaa does not beat out Christmas. Well, so says you. May, 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 maybe Doug can argue differently, but I remember having to get dressed in dashidis and shit and have this entire ceremony where you read from a book and then they light a candle. They basically wanted it to be Hanukkah, only the black version of Hanukkah. I mean, you know, the grass um, is always greener. 
That, that's not what we did at my house. We sat it. on the stoop drinking malt liquor <laughs> and harassing Whitey. Oh, man. What we do we do that every day, so. Oh, man, Doug. One day somebody will find the picture of Doug and we're going to be drunk. It's a miracle that he hasn't been run out of Utah yet. <laughs> He's in Rose Park. White people don't go there. Get those honkies off my lawn. Yep, there we go. The classic Doug. All right, let's let's read this email we got because uh, I I thought this was kind of interesting. Um, so this email comes to us from uh, Wes, who says, "Hi, enemy slime people. I guess that's all of us." I have names, Wes. I have been listening to your podcast for a while and was curious about your opinions on controllers. If you had to design the perfect controller using tech from any controller, this controller a lot that currently exists. What would your final product look like? I think you guys record on Tuesdays. I don't fucking care. So hopefully you'll find this. This finds you in time. Um, well, thanks for your email, Wes. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks, That's Wes. Was. Someone was scared, not Jay. But oh, Jay yeah, doesn't no. care about anything or anybody. I have a pretty good controller idea. What's, what's your controller, Doug? It's going to be it'll be Connect built in. It's got Wiimotes built in. It has touch pads <laughs> on it. Uh, it's wireless. <laughs> Well, of course, so, it's wireless. So, so basically, it's got the, it's basically got the original N sixty four joystick thing, analog. So, so th- yeah. that you basically want to make the car made for Homer, but of controllers. Yes, dear God, <laughs> yes. Um, uh, Chad, I think you better hurry up and answer this before our listener. The lightning that. connector. I mean, if you want a serious answer, I can do this in like ten seconds. Uh, sure. It'll be so easy. Uh, the Xbox 360 uh, controller button layout is the de facto standard now, so AXYB. Um, and uh, their buttons are fine. There's nothing wrong with them. I guess objectively we could swap out the PlayStation ones because they're pressure sensitive, but no one used it for anything except Snake Eater, so I don't know. Um, the D-pad has to be made by Nintendo because mm-hmm. literally no one knows how to make a D-pad except Nintendo. Like, nobody knows. How do you do it? Uh, the triggers should be the Xbox One triggers. The bumpers should be the 360 triggers. Uh, I guess if you want paddles on the back like the Steam controller, you can have that too. Um, There's the motion controls. Uh, actually, yeah. Uh, the gyro feature in the Steam controller should definitely be in there. Uh, Where does the rear touchpad go? Because that'd be pretty sick. There should be no rear touchpad. Uh, anything, anything Vita related should be uh, to burned immediately. Um, no connect. Uh, what else? Any other? Oh, the analog sticks. The analog sticks. Actually, I think the Xbox pretty much has those. Um, dead what about on the too. oscillating dial? Biometrics. Uh, Do we need biometric scanner in it? Yeah, actually, I would take a fingerprint scanner and like use that in the store when you buy stuff. What I would get rid of. Um, actually, I actually pretty much agree with everything you're, you're saying, Jared. The only thing is, I would make it. Um, Wireless with an actual lithium battery and not like the fucking AAs that the 360 uses. Ah, uh, I don't know. It depends if it. Use nine volts. So like, so like the PS4 controller <laughs> battery life is is tragic. Like if if yeah, that's... but that's because he has like a fucking speaker on it and like oh yeah, that's true. And shit. Oh yeah, and absolutely no fucking lights. That's the worst part about the PlayStation 4 controller. What were they thinking? You goddamn! Really? How often do you use the light for anything? I mean, I think they're kind of cute. Other than to find like your keys that you dropped, they uh, yeah, but like it was pretty cool in transistor. It was pretty cool in transistor, and that was the only time it was good. Okay, I'll I'll kind of give it. I'll kind of give it to you. There's a couple games where they use it, and it's cool. 
Yeah, I do I want mean, to be able um, to plug a memory card into the controller itself with a little uh, Game Boy plug, or, you know, built into it. Oh yeah, like Wait. a Tamagotchi built into it. Yeah, yeah, Actually, exactly. I do have a legitimate, a good idea about a controller that the PlayStation Four has. <laughs> okay, Doug. The headset jack. Yeah. And just being able to plug in a headset and listen to it without. Yeah, that's that's true. And, and the, the X- audio coming from your TV yeah. that that I like a lot. The Xbox allows that too. Actually, yeah. It is now. Yeah. Well. <laughs> without a shitty proprietary adapter yeah that's the thing a new is like, xbox controller exactly yeah all right all right all right fair enough yeah it, it is cool that you can just plug like any old headphones into the playstation controller and uh and now you have sound because that does feel like an opportunity so, where so, they could have charged you for some horse shit that they didn't like the xbox did originally so, so let me answer it let me answer it all right jay answer uh, the question uh, that you insulted west for, for asking birthday. For, for my birthday, my brother got me this, like, USB Super Nintendo ripoff controller. Uh-huh. That, uh, that, you know, it, it's not bad, but the, the buttons are super hard. And then I found out I could just plug my PlayStation 4 controller into my PC, and that worked fine. And so... That wasn't an answer. <laughs> so... You know, actually, thinking of the Super Nintendo, you know what is something that it did that I haven't seen since? Do you guys remember how the X and the Y buttons were concave, but the A and the B buttons were not? Mm-hmm. That's actually kind of a nice. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of a nice little distinction. Finally, the blind sure. can play video games. Well, I mean, it's just helpful, you know, if you lose where your fingers are. Like with the fucking uh. Steam controller, it's really hard to like recenter yourself sometimes. I guess with a Steam controller, but with normal controllers, it's usually fine after a few. Hey, I are, just... are you are you guys telling me that that you don't want Nintendo 64's brilliant design? I think the that pack? I think that everything about the Nintendo 64 can be forgotten about. More um, Rumble packs. Whoa, 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 whoa! Let's not, let's not be so quick there. As... Only like ten Rumble packs. I mean, they're like break my hand when I'm playing a game and die. I want the controller to rumble when I'm not playing games. I do think that perhaps it should rumble more. The 64 had this thing that if you like were holding the uh, control, the stick during a loading scene, it would just get stuck there and you had to reset the whole thing. Yeah, that's great. Let's bring bring that back. Yeah, yeah. What about about the 3DO controller? Uh, What did that look like? I had never had a 3DO. Hang on, I got I got to look at a picture of this. Uh, oh no! Oh no no no! Oh, it's perfect. Let's just go back to the Atari. I wanted, I wanted to have. It's like I a Genesis. Ball, I wanted I wanted to have the bulk and the weight and the heat distribution of the game gear. I mean, if we're getting into this kind of shit, why don't we just uh, the CDI controller? That's, oh man. Atari Jaguar shit. controller. Yeah, the Atari Jaguar. Oh my god! It does looks, it have like a? Does it have like a nine key? It, I think it does. I think it has like <laughs> yeah. an actual like phone pad that you can. Yeah, so you could pad. so you could dial up your friends. I have. I think I have a pretty good controller. The Tony Hawk Ride Skateboard. Like just for a regular game. Yeah. What if What if you like kind of dedicated yourself to that where you would learn how to play. Like a highly skilled game like Counter Strike, and just I'm sure there's someone in there that can just waste me. So, and, I'm, and pretty, I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure somebody finished Dark Souls with that at some point. Oh God! Like people have finished Dark Souls with every conceivable like peripheral. That's a that's amazing. The I Mattel mean, Power Glove. Tetris Bam, without, that's uh, the best like one. Rock band guitar. So I guess I guess we talked about the the ideal controller. By the way, I love the fact that I know 
someone at home listening to this podcast like crinkled up a piece of paper in rage when my answer wasn't simply a keyboard and mouse. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, we're talking specifically well, we, already, we, we already covered that with our last subject, with our last topic. I guess that's true. Uh, what? Uh, so, so how about this? How about how about how come I want to know this? How come no one mentioned a Mad Cat's controller? Uh, because the Mad Cat's controller is the controller that you give to your friend, uh, so that you can have some kind of advantage over him. In I guess uh, none of us were in playing. enough poverty to uh, to need a Mad Cat controller. I, I, I had one for the Nintendo sixty four, and it and it did away with the three prongs. It was just like a traditional controller, um, and so you would think that would actually help, but it was still terrible. Was you know, that actually reminds me of a story that's related to the 3DO. So back when I was growing up in the outskirts of civilization in Montana, there was a place that sold hot tubs, but you could also rent a 3DO from there. <laughs> oh, that's an interesting like business. Strategy. <laughs> that's a but, good hot tub 3DO party. Because, you know, after you go for a little dip, the next thing that you're thinking is you're like, God, I wish I could play Stroll. All those great 3DO games. I wish I could play some 3DO, man. But the thing about it is uh, the 3DO controller, you plug controller number two into controller number one. Oh, yeah, I remember that, actually. And if Why? you were doing anything that had two players, player two was fucked because everything took longer. Yeah, like, they, they had to chain through it or whatever. Yeah. Wow. I, I need you guys. Need so we need guys to bring that back. Quick look. I need you guys to take a quick look at Mad Cat's MMO mouse. Uh, Mad Cat's is MMO mouse. That is an abomination. You know, I get those all buttons. I get a little, uh, <laughs> I get a little bummed out sometimes when I. Oh my God, what is this? It's like a transformer. I was gonna say this is Robots. like this is Optimus Prime. This, this, is, a, this is MMOtron. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I bought a Logitech G20 a little while ago, and I thought it looked kind of stupid, uh, but this is a whole new level of of. Dumb. I, I I used to get all uppity when I'd buy like a first party controller because they're so expensive. Like the the DualShock Four is that's a game. Like to buy one, and uh, but man, there there really truly is a reason why they're so expensive because <laughs> there's literally never been a third party controller uh, that I liked. And I, I'll issue that as a challenge to any listeners: if there's a third party controller that you would say was as good or better than a first party. Tell us what it is. I'd love to know. Yeah, I would, I would start. I would start by looking at Tiger Electronics controllers. Yeah, they knew what was up, right? Like, like the old handheld games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, that would have been a happy Christmas right there. Oh Jesus Christ! What is this? <laughs> is Doug, it? we're on the radio. We can't actually see what it is. That's gonna be. No, I'm gonna have to link it. <laughs> Oh, man, now I'm looking at this Tiger Electronics Aladdin. This is the rest of the podcast, folks. We're just going to Google shit. <laughs> I forgot. You can participate at home. I forgot how Here, bad I'll Aladdin link, link was. this in the chat. Okay, send it to us in the chat so that we can all <laughs> see its glory. All right, this, is, uh, this is the controller they use in Game of Thrones. I'll click it. What <laughs> That's the how Bran starts. The, the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> that looks like it's so uncomfortable to use. All right, we'll we'll share it. No, no, no. It looks, it, looks, it looks uncomfortable, but this is the control you use when you want to be awesome for everyone. Should we oh, sh- should we share this guys. on the podcast page, or should we just let the listener wonder 
<laughs> what we were talking about. I don't, I don't think we should share this. We should share. We should share the Mad Cats. Everybody, we completely forgot the Power Glove. <laughs> I did mention that a minute ago, but did you? I did. No. Oh. So so nobody. I, I don't think I heard it either. Well, we're mentioning it again. How about how about the, how about the the Power Glove with the track and field pad? Yeah. See, that's a game right there. I don't even know what the what about what about uh, what if what about golden you, you tea? Guys, you guys are working in an office. Do you have like this old lady that's in every office that has this weird like inverted mouse where like you move the wheel? Like, yeah, it's like a pyramid. With, oh like, yeah, yeah, a, I have that. Yeah, the tr- a trackball. Yeah, one of we, those. We have one. I think we have one person in my office who prefers a trackball. Uh, I have a left-handed there, mouse there's, user. There, there's one in every office. Mine's, ours is not an old lady though. Well. Tell him to go. He shut together. In fact, I is think, it a young, young hip black I, man? I, I think it's actually someone who listens to the podcast. So, well, get your shit together. <laughs> yeah, you're weird and wrong. If memory, Everybody if memory serves it. me correctly, I, I remember buying a trackball once for someone in the office, and I remember it feeling really wrong. Uh, so I'm pretty sure it was him. So you should have. So yeah, I mean, well, yeah, good for like carpal tunnel though. He was like, like buy, buy a trackball, buy Cyclone B, you know. I don't know what I don't know what it's good for. It's good for inefficiency, I suppose, uh, and doing bad at everything. <laughs> I don't think your coworker is going to listen to a podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you an excuse to deliver everything late. Where's that report? Do you see what I'm working with here? <laughs> Sorry, trackball. Can't I couldn't. Help it. I couldn't do the fucking report. All right, hey, this is a good. Uh, this is a good midpoint uh, after we talked about. The monopoly that Steam has. Somebody asked me this week whether or not we'd be giving a game away, and uh, my intention was actually not to because Christmas is over now. Uh, yeah, fuck you guys. But but we decided. Uh, I, I decided that we could do one more before the year is up. Well, uh, don't fuck you guys. Then. So I do have a code. Uh, we'll do this the same way we've been doing it. It's the last five digits of the code. Uh, this code is a little different. It's not Fallout Four or Tomb Raider or anything like that. This is uh, for Ark. Survival Evolved, uh, which is a survival game with dinosaurs. And, oh, no one's going to be able to run that. Uh, it, so I, it is worth mentioning that if you don't have a beefcake computer, uh, you may want to consider otherwise. Uh, because this, A super beefcake computer. Oh, it's it's not that bad. Uh, it's also probably... An, an ultra, it's, I'm just going to steal it's the code anyway, so don't bother. Be, it basically needs to be the David Hasselhoff of computers. You basically need Skynet, okay? Just like get Skynet. I mean, Michael could could steal it, but he has the same advantage that everyone else has uh, who listens to the podcast, at least. But anyway, let me give you the last five digits here. Uh, they are E, as in Enemy Slime Podcast, which you are listening to right now. Uh, five, which is a number. Uh, five podcast guests. I, as in igloo uh i as in uh illicit as in illicit things that happen in an igloo and n as in (laughs) (laughs) don't you say it jared don't you dare say our word (laughs) n is n is in doug's word (laughs) i think you mean nappy (laughs) <laughs> nappy whoa <laughs> there you go uh nappy like when you're a little kid and you take a nappy you get put down for a nappy nap so there you go yes that's what he was talking about so e5 iin <laughs> there you have it hey 
we didn't talk about who else had a great Christmas. Yeah, there's some other folks out there who had a real, uh, you know, let's just say that whoever runs Red 5 is going to be visited by three ghosts this coming Christmas. <laughs> or you could say the Grinch stole Christmas. <laughs> or their Christmas really sucked. Um, I, so, what are we doing? Uh, what, is the, what is their game called? Firefall? Is that it? Yeah, Firefall. So uh, the studio behind MMO Firefall, which I didn't even know was still like around anymore. Isn't that a browser? Uh, <laughs> their employees noticed that at the time when they would have had uh, paychecks. Well, actually, Jay, you tell the story. A Christmas, a, a Christmas paycheck. So, um, oh, I, it was so it was a payday that uh, fell on Christmas Day. Yeah, I think it was a payday scheduled for December twenty fifth. That is very unfortunate. Yeah. That is very weird. And they didn't get paid. Long story short, no one got any money. Bummer. Um, was it because ACH yeah. transactions don't take place on holidays? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's no, weird. they had a they had an investment that they were hoping would go through, and it it didn't. So they it, didn't. It, the December twenty fifth was when their payroll schedule was supposed to land, and they didn't get it um, at all in the week. And you know, it's it's a very intentional mistake. It's not because anyone had clothes or anyone ended up with other new things. It's just like the money wasn't there. Um, and the employees of Red 5 got no um, uh, forward notice that they wouldn't be getting paid. The, you know, there's no mention. There's No one ever told them, oh, we might have to pay you at a later date. It was just the, the December 25th rolled around when they were supposed to be paid and no one got anything. I think I have that- a pro tip for the Firefall employees. If your company can't pay you and it's not a technical glitch get the fuck out (laughs) yeah so here's the here's the email that was sent out uh hi team i regret to inform you that red five currently does not have the funds necessary to meet our payroll schedule for today friday december 25th due to this there will not be payroll paid this week red five and the nine our parent company is currently working to resolve this during the holidays as soon as possible we are we are hopeful we'll be able to resolve this and we'll update the team immediately. And uh, that update, I believe, came yesterday uh, when they announced that they would be paying out on December 30th. So, I mean, that's something, I guess. Uh, they looks like some people started a GoFundMe campaign uh, for the workers and they raised $582. <laughs> well, that's split that's among them, that, that's good. some good change. That sucks. Nice cheddar. You know what? You know, this is better than nothing because before dad wasn't going to be able to give little Jimmy a Christmas at all, and now he can buy little Jimmy some nerds and a Snickers. The payday was on Christmas. If he hadn't, like, purchased presents, he wasn't getting any then. Let's see. So they wanted uh, wanted uh, $100,000, and that would equate to giving each employee $2,000. So that means 50 employees... Uh, mm-hmm. didn't get paid. Um, so instead, let's see, 500 divided by 50. Everybody can have a one payday candy bar. Everybody got $10. So my question is, what are the backer rewards? There are no backer <laughs> rewards. No, I'm not backing it. If That's I not how money. GoFundMe works. You don't get a reward for Go. GoFundMe is just so you can give money to the bakery in Portland that refused to serve gay people. And uh, well, 
Make, make sure that, that, that's why they their don't bills. have a true patriots. Or it's so you can give Tony a funeral because he died and nobody has any money. Wait, wait, wait. When the fuck did Tony die? I, it's just something that happens. Guys named Tony die all the time and they can't afford yeah, funerals. No one, and no so they like go on GoFundMe to get him uh, to get him a funeral. No one, no one told me this and now I'm very upset to learn this. The, the people named Tony die? No one told you that? That you know, Tony Tony died. No, well, they, I mean, not not the Tony. Like, are you talking about Tony the Tiger? No, I'm, I'm talking about Tony. Oh, Tony, t- Tony. Tony man. Oh, Tone Tone Loaf. Tone Loaf, the 1990s rapper. <laughs> Tone Loaf's fine. <laughs> oh, good. Thank oh, God. Okay, he's fine. There's right. a uh, there's a so, so I, black Doug. I went I went down for Christmas this year. I drove down to a very tiny part of Utah called Moab. And uh, on the way down there, you go through this little other tiny town called Price. And I noticed that in Price, there are a bunch of billboards uh, that advertise all kinds of different things. Like there's one for a restaurant and there's one for uh, a car dealership. But what's weird is they all go to the same website, which is heytony.com. And uh, it turns out it's like one guy named like Tony Basso, and he just owns everything. He's basically like the king of price. And uh, I have no idea why I brought this up, but it's very important that the everybody king of price owns a lot. He's like the king of price. But, oh damn! Yeah, but He's yeah, got everything. Tony Basso, Main Street Grill, fuel and convenience store. See, Tony's pretty much the man in charge. That's like too convenient. Of price. Look okay, at- but yet, 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 when I freak out to learn that he died, you get upset at me. Well, if Tony Basso died, that'd be huge. That's what I'm getting at. Because that's owns, the end of price. He owns like everything in price. That's literally well, a city off the map, gone, a ghost town. If he dies, Club Rio will go out of business. Yeah, what will they do without Club Rio? Where will you get the coronary burger? And we'll finish with Caesar? the uh, with the the Utah jokes. That's not a Utah joke. This is just a Tony, a Tony related joke. This no, isn't a joke. This is our lives. Um, yeah, yes, exactly. It's a joke. Yeah, Lucio. <laughs> this is a bummer. Should we talk about some games? Merry Christmas, everyone. I guess we should probably talk about some games, right? Happy birthday. Um, Lucio, do you want to start? Uh, not really. All right, fine. I'll start. <laughs> Fine. No, we don't that. want you to start either, Jared. I decided I to. We're going to uh, talk about how Kickstarter sucks, but okay. Oh, oh. Well, I mean, was there more? Kickstarter is awful. Would anybody like to add something? We're going to talk about um, uh, the people that are happy. Whatever the fuck the game you said you linked today. I, I mean, if you guys want to shit all over it for a minute, I guess we can. Yes, we do. That's why I'm bringing it up. <laughs> Like, I don't you even... just you just found it's like this isn't a new Kickstarter. Right? I found it. I, just... I I read an article today on Medium dot com, uh, and it was an article that was entitled uh, "Shit." <laughs> it was something to the effect Shit. of. That's a nice name for an article. So it was something to the effect of. Uh, it <laughs> right was, to the point. That article. <laughs> it was saying. No, no, no. This article is uh, this article is basically saying that uh, we happy few. That's the name of the game is uh, shaping up to be one of the most important games 
Uh, here it is. I oh, found, God, I found no, it. No, it is, no. It is the most. I was about to. I was about to. I was about to defend the game. I was like, maybe you shouldn't beat up on indies. But someone actually said one of the most important games. Uh, one of the most promising games of 2016. Here, I'll read you oh, some. Uh, psychological <laughs> horror is a genre that has recently spurred into recent heights in the games industry. Uh, oh, no, no, no. I want to know the writer. Of the, I want to know the the author of this article right now. Uh, Zach. Who the, who the Tony. Zach Haig. Uh, okay, I've never heard of him. I've never heard but of him. He sounds either. like someone I couldn't get along with. More like Zach Fag. He. Very yes. good, Michael. Thank you. No. Very good. Are you glad I'm back? I, what did we do without you? Uh, Michael. Zach Bitch. Is that another word we can't say? Michael looks like he's pretty new to Medium.com. His first post is on. Des- or Zach, rather. His first post is on December 1st. So, uh, yeah, anyway. I mean, he sounds like Media.com needs to hire someone else. I, yeah, yeah. I, so, I guess let's, let's talk about this. So, here's what the game is. The game is uh, what I think is a very cool concept, which is basically you're in like a dystopian uh, English... Uh, is it the 60s? I think it's supposed to be the 60s or the... Yeah, it's the 60s. It's the 60s for sure. Yeah, definitely. There's no no denying that. Those suits that they're wearing. Anyway, uh, in this this version of the country, uh, everyone is taking a medication called Joy. uh, And it's kind of comparative to... I'm trying to think of something... Very Orwellian. Yeah, very Orwellian. And like anything that is semi-Orwellian, that means that it's revolutionary. Um, (laughs) Right? Yeah, this is a concept yeah, that sure. has been done before. Of course, no one, no one's thought of this before. Go ahead, keep going. Everybody, I wonder what's called Orwellian, though. If this has a lot of positive buzz. I haven't found anybody who's written anything bad about it. Well, oh, this what, is the thing. That's why we're. That's why we're um, here. So the idea is basically, you're a guy in this in this town where everybody's super happy because uh, they're on drugs, and you're off your meds, and uh, you see the world for like what bullshit it is, and uh, and that's where everything like basically. That's where basically everything falls apart. It's a very cool premise. It's very meta. It's very meta. It's a very cool premise, but the actual gameplay Maybe is that's basically... that's why everyone loves it. It's a survival title where your goal is to eat food and not die. Um, <laughs> and if you do die, then the whole city is procedurally regenerated and you start over again. I don't know if there's a narrative Yay. that runs through it. It Maybe. It doesn't... I, I don't know. The, uh, four uh, legs I, good, I, I, two legs I, bad. I saw someone... I saw someone say there's supposed to be a storyline at some point, but I can't be weak because it's procedurally generated. Do we know? Uh, I agree with that. And so, you know, the, the, the thing here is I do want to give the, I do want to give the, um, the, the people behind this project credit. I do want to give them credit that they did land on a very cool concept. And it very much seems like the prisoner meets Bioshock in terms of the pitch. But once you get how get, once you get to how the game actually operates with the survival mechanics and the building mechanics and the craft and the crafting and the procedural oh, that's generation. Right. That's right. There's crafting because the there has to be crafting. There's crafting, and the stealth. Then it sounds like everything everything else that everyone else is releasing, and you just put like a new sheen on it. And I feel like you know now we're living in this age where people feel like they have to sell like a survival game, basically a procedurally generated. <laughs> game just like everyone else because that's what make, makes money so their job now is just to put the most original spin on it so theirs sound different from everyone else but it's not different i watched some of the alpha 
And yes, I, I, I acknowledge that it could change. Um, and I acknowledge it's very far from the final product. But right now, it looks like something that I just wouldn't bother buying. You know? This is what bothers me about this. Because it's like, they're talking about how revolutionaries. And it's the same shit as every other game out there. It's just with a, it has a different yeah. color paint. Yeah. That's all it takes for it to be revolutionary. Just like fucking putting a new color paint onto something that everybody else is doing. And probably better than you. When you have a, you you know, know, a revolutionary game. Their, That's what we need is a painting contrast. Their Kickstarter, their Kickstarter pitch video is great. And uh, up, until yeah. the, up until the point where they reveal the uh, procedural generation... Uh, everything's going well, pretty well. So this is this is how meta the experience was, right? Because because you link this thing, and the video is really well made. Their Kickstarter video is really well made. Uh, the game looks very intriguing. Like this looks like something I want to play. Uh, and then as the day goes on, and we find out more and more about this game, and and look at more videos and footage and all that kind of stuff, um, we get just I think angrier and angrier. And I think that's a very meta experience and a great, you know, if that's the game's goal, to make you feel like you're losing your joy and opening your eyes to what this game really is, then they did a, a perfect job. One of the things that bothered me about it was that uh, basically, in order to for you to get access to the alpha, you need to donate $60 <laughs> to, like, help them test their shitty game. <laughs> I mean, I've seen, like, I've seen less egregious... Uh, uh more stuff egregious. more egregious yeah well i've seen less egregious too <laughs> i've <laughs> seen it all we, we, we want to praise them for being less egregious <laughs> i i mean yeah i i don't have any words I, I it's something where just like i started out very excited and i just got more and more disappointed because like jay said it's just, think, it's just the same it. shit right but think about it this is the same this is the same shit that basically dragged down the fallout experience because you get, you know, you get to Fallout and you realize that it's basically a combination of, like, everything FPS and survival has done because that's what's popular. And so it wasn't focused on being a better RPG and it wasn't focused on being a better Fallout. It was just focused on being yet another survival alternative, yet another FPS alternative. And that's what a lot of video games are doing. And it's just kind of like, you know, it's a dry well now. There's nothing left to scrape up from that. You know, uh, right. and I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but do you know one of the things that impressed me uh, the most about Fallout 4? Like like a moment where I was like, oh my God, um, I ran up to somebody and they started talking to me and I just said to myself like, fuck you and just kept walking and didn't even wait for the dialogue option to pop up. And she turns and she's like, where the fuck are you going? Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and... That was great in that moment because it felt like um, it, it, the world felt really real, right? Like I literally just blew yeah. past somebody and they're like, why are you so rude? Like, what's your problem? Uh, and that's the kind of stuff that I think would have been something that this game could have really fed off of is like an AI that pays attention to you and whether or not you're doing like a good job. So, so as you walk around town, everybody's on these drugs and it's a severe infraction if you're not on these drugs. And so you, you seem to have like this button that lets you like wave at people and, and say a quirky little thing to be like, oh, jolly good day then. Uh, and I think it would be way more interesting to, and supposedly they like watch your behaviors, but it's pretty much just like a Skyrim kind of deal where if you steal something and they see you, they'll get mad and attack you. And that's, yeah. Yeah. And that's it. 
where if it was something more like, you know, someone walks up to you and you have to like have a conversation with them and you can't walk away because they'll be like, where the fuck are you going? Um, you know, stuff like that. It, it sounds kind of boring when I describe it, but like that's kind of the game that I'm interested in right now. Is Isn't that just your real life? A little bit, I, yeah. I, it's like, but a, this is the thing. I don't even need them. I don't even need them to make something that that's that's that complex or anything. I just want the game that I initially saw, um, which is the game that looked like you were like this guy in this kind of 1960s inspired Bioshock type land that just has to kind of navigate through it, and you get to explore the world. Like I think, I think, I think, no matter your opinion on Infinite, I think everyone agrees that first 30 minutes in Infinite. Um, was the best moment in terms of just exploring the world and seeing what kind of place Columbia was. Sure, sure. And I think that's what people want. You know, I think, I think, I think just that kind of exploration of this new kind of world. And survival games, for whatever reason, don't really facilitate that. And procedural generated especially doesn't facilitate that uh, because you're not like exploring someone else's playground. You're not discovering anything. You're just, you're just kind of going. Okay, we're the goods. Where can I get to craft the next thing? All right, time to run to this location and and try not to piss off this enemy. It's just it's it's a weird I- idea to me to have this setting that is so perfect for like a narrative, uh, you know, like a really deep, complex narrative where you really have something to say, and then to just waste it on like an open world, procedurally generated uh, setup. And, and mind you, the game's in alpha right now, so like all the footage that we've seen um, doesn't necessarily mean that that's how. I mean, maybe there is a story that runs through it. And uh, there's a whole bunch there. So, I mean... Well, the thing is, you make a game with a narrative, and all people do is complain about how crappy your narrative is. Well, and beyond no, that, not, they complain about restrictions. I, I, you know, it's, it's not, it, that's not true, because I think the number one about complaints with Fallout 4, or chief among its complaints, is the fact that you have this character that neither engages in a true RPG narrative and also isn't able to... Um, be a character that the player creates. There's right. some some, we- some weird space in between, and I think looking back at some of our own game of the years, like going back, I think we were able to look at characters like Joel and Booker, and be like, "Wow, this is actually a really cool story about a man who's lost his shit and who's more violent than the world around him." And I think we were able to play that and appreciate that and appreciate. So I think there's room for narrative. I just, you know, I, I think what people are saying. I don't think it's. I don't think it's complaining for the sake of complaining. I think we're we're actually just here digging in barrels that are empty. You know, I think I think just every time you see another survival now, it's like okay, but this survival game is different because there's snow, or this survival game is different because it's in a jungle. Um, but at the end of the day, it's all it's just a, a, a massive. Massive oversaturation of survival games on the market. Oh yeah, but Jay, this one's in the '60s. Well, and this one has, like you said, this one has a great hook and a great twist, but it's just, it's just squandered on a genre like this. And I, I said this earlier, but it bums me out because there could be somebody out there who had a similar idea, uh, or, or, or rather, who's not going to come up with a similar idea now. Like I, I hear this idea, and I'm like, man, that sounds like a great game. I bet we could make something that actually uses that premise and does a good job with it. And, uh, and it's not going to happen now because that game exists. I'm, I'm probably, this is, this is heresy, but I, if you look at like my list of favorite games that I put on the site, 
it's very clear to me that I uh, fall much more into like the linear category. Um, I like my games to be. I, I don't really care for open world stuff. Like it's it's great, but I, I all of my favorite games and my my best experiences are really cinematic and very deliberate and like you're gonna go here now and then you're gonna go here and you don't get to pick you know this is just maybe you can go down a different hallway or something like that um but that's the kind of game that i feel like this premise would have been better served by does that make sense yeah but even then jared you have to keep in mind that people tend to equate open world with good and it's really hard to make a a good open world true and very, very difficult to find companies that can make like an open world enjoyable. And when you have a game that doesn't have an open world, that's a very common criticism, which is just that it was too restrictive, right? Right. Uh, and you don't hear it about like Uncharted 2, because we understand that that's what Uncharted is. But I, I do understand that stress of being like an indie who makes a very linear game with a very specific narrative, and then having people shit all over it because you didn't make an open world survivor uh, game. So I mean, I understand those pressures, uh, but uh, I, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of. Understanding. What I'm saying is, there's a pressure, and there's also, I guess, a, a kind of attitude that it's easier to make an open world. When in reality, I think it's very hard to make one that's good. Oh sure. Yeah. So I, I you know, I, 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 I'm wondering because everyone's saying, oh yeah, but then these linear games are shot on for being linear, but I can't really think of too many examples and when i can think of an example it's basically just a game with like a misleading premise so um i i think i think battlefield uh miami or hardline miami what it was called hardline battlefield hardline um i think that's a great example because they they push these huge open maps um and the first couple of levels are like okay you can kind of wander around and and interact with anyone and see a, a ton of shit, a ton of different things in Miami. So it feels like initially an open world game, and then you get to additional levels, and you just realize this thing is more and more linear as it goes on. And so the criticism for that one was like, okay, so this felt like it was going to be open world, but it's really not. Uh, there's really nothing to explore. Everything's linear and on the rails. I don't see that criticism levied at games that don't set themselves up to be open world at first. I, I you know, I don't see it. Um, I think Undertale is like an example this year. Uh, that's a very linear game that people kind of enjoyed, and sure, maybe because of the way it looks, people um, give it its limitations and all that. But um, you know, or 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 Bloodborne, for example, or um, uh, I'm trying to think of, or like Call of Duty and all that kind of stuff. Even though I, I guess Call of Duty campaign is not the best example, but you have yeah. these games that are linear. But you have these games that are linear that people don't criticize for that linearity. I think that criticism only comes up when you set yourself up as one thing and then come across as an, and then end up being another. And I think I've, I, I think people are a lot more keen to that than they seem to be. I think that's our problem kind of with this game where it sets itself up as one thing and it turns out to be another. Again, I think Fallout, like the prime example, I think Metal Gear Solid um, felt very restrictive because it, it said it had this open world, but it was like a very empty kind of open world, kind of what Lucio was saying. So I, I, I don't know that like it's the linearity itself is a problem. I think it's just like when people can't decide on what they want their games to be, and then that confusion reaches the end product, and then that reaches us, and that's what we when we critique it. I only sort of agree, uh, and that's just because I and part of this is I don't have a great example 
the last game that I can think of where I really saw that criticism a lot, I know I've seen it before. I can go find criticisms for this right now. But uh, the last game that comes to mind immediately is, uh, it's a couple years old, but Rise. Do you guys remember Rise on the Xbox One? The no. the Greek, Michael played it. Um, oh, yeah, it. shit. Uh, that was that was got a lot of flack for being too linear, um, and I feel like that game's problems are not that it wasn't an open world. Uh, they're that they're much a different. Game. But for whatever reason, like that's what people are able to fall back on as a criticism because they can't think of another way to express what was wrong with it. It was a perfectly fine game. It's still the best thing I've played on the Xbox One. Ouch! Did <laughs> you, like you not like it? No, I thought it was pretty good, actually. It, I mean, for what it is, I think it's it's okay. It looks I mean, great. Yeah, it was like the best-looking eight-hour tech demo I've ever played. It's actually really weird. It still looks really great. I imagine it would be. <laughs> but uh, but anyway. Oh, it was the last time I enjoyed using my Kinect. And I guess maybe that's what I would say. is It's just like I, I find that it's oftentimes a lazy criticism that people can make. Uh, and it, it, it's a weird criticism. Like It's weird to complain about a game basically just being not the kind of game you wanted. Because uh, uh, that's that's odd. Like, right, but I but all, all, why isn't all there I'm more driving I, in the Super Mario game? All, all I'm saying is that I I don't really see that that example pop up unless it's a game itself that's confused. Um, like I, I I can't really comment on Rise, and the reason I bought up Call of Duty is because um, it does have a very strong campaign mode. Like it's the first one with a strong campaign mode, and it's a linear campaign. But I think the people that are kind of into it, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, forget it. I'm just going to go straight to the multiplayer or whatever, or, okay, um, it's, it's weird because it's co-op now, but it's still kind of like a stronger campaign, and everyone is like, oh, they tried a really strong linear campaign, and no one's, like, complaining about the fact that it's linear. Well, and you, um, wouldn't, you wouldn't complain about it with Call of Duty anyway, because every Call of Duty campaign to date is... Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, but I, but I, but again, I like, I don't know what other examples I give because like Undertale is a brand new game and it's entirely, it's entirely linear and that's not, um, a complete, let me that it. I think, true. you know, I, I don't know, I don't know that the linearity, linearity, um, uh, again, it's, my point is this, my point is when a game itself is, sets up this kind of like confusing pathing as to what it wants to be then people feel that. People are like, okay, I, I, can't, I don't know if it's supposed to be an open world or linear or what. Um, it feels like a weird, confused mix of both. So Thief, Thief's a, Thief's a good one because Thief feels like um, it has these open world elements, but it's a very linear game. Uh, I'm talking about the latest one. And so that one... General you know, that one I got, You know, that one I can imagine got 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 complaints into it being too linear or whatever, but it had these open world elements, so that part is kind of confusing about it. Um, And, you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but again, I think Fallout is kind of a prime example because it has these mixed elements where, you know, it just can't decide where it wants to be, and that frustration reaches back back to the player. It always gets back, and there's some people that aren't able to clearly, clearly articulate it, and there are other people that are just kind of straight up frustrated and don't know what to say about it. Um, so I agree in the I, sense I, I, that uh, that Fallout. I, I think everybody in here would probably trade out the settlement system for more RPG mechanics, right? Yes. For for, yes. Uh, for more voice options, uh, for uh, for more skills. Forget uh, it. I think I'll leave the fucking voice. Actor. 
Well, yeah, yeah, lose the voice actors but, entirely. That's, but that's like, like I, I think that's the biggest problem. With it. I think it's, I think it's a very kind of, I, I, you know, the, the further I get away from it, the more I'm able to articulate it. But it's very kind of middle of the road because they tried a bunch of stuff without going into depth in anything. So I think Metal Gear Solid and I think Fallout are kind of our prime examples um, for games that were released unfinished, and they, but they're released unfinished for different reasons. So you have Metal Gear, um, which had a very solid core built, right? So you have an engine that works fully. Everything in that game is going to work as intended. And then they start going through the process of layering on the shit that's supposed to happen now that they have this core engine. Um, and then they get to a certain point in production and Konami's like, okay, we've had enough of you spending our money. It's time for you to release this game. And so, you know, it has a strong base, but there's a part of the game where it just feels like, okay, they didn't get to finish this. Um, Fallout, on the other hand, feels like um, it had all these competing systems, and while they wanted to explore a bunch of shit, they never created a strong core for any of it. So everything, like, there's there's a beginning, middle, and end to Fallout, um, but it's, but you still get this feeling that things are just sitting in the, in the game unfinished. Um, and I feel like that, that, that lack of focus, right, it has this lack of focus... Um, and it has this, this lack of cohesion, so it's not particularly anything. It's not particularly a survival game, it's not particularly an FPS, it's not particularly an RPG, and then there are some more detailed elements, such as the protagonist. The protagonist is this weird mix of, okay, are they your template, or are they a character with an arc, like you'll find in some old-school RPGs um, done by the Japanese or whatever. And um, I, I, don't, I don't know, I, I, I think... You know, to bring this back to what we're talking about, We Happy Few, I think that comes back to We Happy Few because people seem to be chasing, purely chasing money in the market, whether they're indie or AAA. Um, and in, in chasing the money, they're letting the market dictate what's popular instead of making what they actually want to make. So maybe this guy really does want to tell a 1960s to prisoner type tale, right? Um and, and I, we would have to admit that there there is a chance that in in the creator's <laughs> twisted mind, he thought the best way to tell that is with an open world survival game, right? Procedurally right. um, generated. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a world where people like Suda sixty one fifty one exists, right? Uh, sure. Yeah. So uh, maybe he got involved somehow. No, I'm just saying, crazy people do do want to make games. No, and, and I mean, so yeah, I mean, we, you have to acknowledge that at the same time. Like, uh, this could be their exact vision. And, uh, and you know what, maybe it'll come out and we'll all just, uh, you know, be totally blown away. I really... Uh, yeah, but I mean, how many, how many times have you seen um, an early access game go south because they thought this particular mechanic was going to draw more people to them? Or... Um, or because they just wanted to turn into a social experiment or something. I think it's one of the reasons why I so admired um, Rust's decision way back in the day to take zombies out. Right. Because um, that felt... It made a lot of people angry. It didn't make oh. any of them so angry that they stopped playing the game. But it, it made them angry. And uh, it was great. But I guess... You well, know, and, then, and, and then you reminded me of a, of a perfect example, right? Um, the Secret World, which I'm the only one that played that, but The Secret World had a very promising premise in that, like, basically every monster and myth and, and folktale and legend, everything was real, right? Anything you can imagine. 
So if it was the black dog from Irish lore, or if it was um, um, something from India, if it was like Shiva and Ifrit and all that kind of stuff, all that shit, all of it was real. The game is in production hell forever, for 12 years, essentially. And they finally release it, and what's the first thing you do in that game? You kill zombies. And that, to me, strikes me as someone just got, someone just got uh, desperate. Someone got scared, and they're like, okay, so I know every any monster's real in this thing, but the first thing we're going to do is zombies because we need people to buy this game. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good one. Um, this actually kind of... So the, talking about this game in the chat spurred on a second discussion uh, just about the direction that we wish that games were going instead of the direction that games are going, um, which I guess uh, makes me want to ask you guys... Uh, and actually, you you said you had something, Doug, for for Fallout for the Brotherhood quest line. Well, it's it's just one section that I think the the kind of idea I've had for a, a morality or an alignment system that could have potentially made a, a Brotherhood of Steel quest in Fallout Four a lot more interesting. Tell tell me about the quest, and then tell me how you fix it. Okay, so it's it's with Paladin Dance. Um, this is spoilers, so if you haven't finished it, what maybe, is uh, what a dumb name, dance. Anyway, uh, so spoilers. Uh, is this like end game spoilers or just like yeah, for it's, this? it's nearing the end, so I'm gonna spoil yeah, it. Yeah, it's Jerry. end game. I, I, it's pretty much ruined at this point. Go for it. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I don't care. As you kind of progress through the Brotherhood of Steel, um, you determine that Paladin Dance is a uh, a synth, and oh, you're tracked with God. having, and the Brotherhood's like. Well, the guy's like, hey, fuck that guy. You should go kill him. And so I, I would think it would be kind of cool I, that, I mean, Paladin Dance is such a, like, a, uh, like an honored member of the Brotherhood that, like, if every individual NPC had, like, their own morality and own system that I think would be cool is if you could, like, go and help convince half the Brotherhood of Steel that maybe we shouldn't kill Paladin Dance and then potentially cause, like, a rift in the Brotherhood of Steel and you just kick the fucker out, the okay. the douchebag leader, that that could be a lot of a cooler mission than just going, finding Paladin Dance and just being like, hey, he's so mad So what you're saying you. is that you want meaningful choices that determine what the game is, right? Yeah, and that's just, like, one really like, tiny example. So if you were like, playing a, a role Doug. in the game? <laughs> if you yeah, were something playing like that. Like, to play something <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, I guess that, that, that sounds stupid now. Um, <laughs> well, well saying, again, you know, is, one of the things that I didn't like about Fallout 4 is that there's basically no role playing there, right? Right, right. It's like one of the perfect examples of that. Like we could all compare in New what? Vegas the the path we took and the the uh, the factions that we allied with and how we like played this one off that one. And uh, the, the same stuff, like, if we all compared our Fallout stories, they're probably pretty close, right? Because um, we probably all went and, uh, and, and crashed that drug deal and stole a bunch of money. Uh, I think everybody did that. I don't think you get a choice. Some of us did it more sarcastically than others. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that is the big part well, of your, your character depth, which was Jay's point earlier, which is that they, they kind of hit this halfway point where you're not really controlling a character who has like a, a great arc and a set personality, and you're not controlling a character who's you, really. You're controlling something right in between who the only real variance you have is how snarky they are. But I, well, I, I want, then, to, then, I want to do a counterpoint to that because it is very possible to do a character that you create that has no... Um, no 
real past and no real personality and still give him an arc. Mm-hmm. Well, and, but, 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 but let me, um, you know, let me just jump in real quick because Doug's quest is actually a perfect example of what I'm talking about in terms of things feeling unfinished. Because there are actually characters in the Brotherhood that do react badly according to how you treat dance. Um, and you'll find... And they could have done so much more will, with that. Yeah, exactly. So that and that's and that's why it feels like that feels like one of those things where it was just waiting and begging for more depth, and maybe at some point it even had it. But I, I would want I want this, the brotherhood so to have like a directions. civil war over this. Right. No, I understand. For that, I know for that chapter. And, but you're you're like you know you but but it feels like the game split in just so many different directions on what they need to develop. Uh, that that particular moment didn't get the kind of depth that they were going for that it deserved. So. Like, I think you could even extrapolate that, that you could maybe convince the Brotherhood that everyone in the Commonwealth isn't horrible and needs to be wiped out, or vice versa with the, well, the Institute. Maybe you could deter, like, actually use your charisma to say, hey, maybe we should try helping these people instead of just being assholes. And then you're, and then you're narrowing on like a huge point for me, and I think, I think Jarrett mentioned it a little, too, in terms of referencing New Vegas. Fallout 4 feels like a very, very weak version of New Vegas. Like, it feels like they took a lot of the same ideas and concepts and, and did their own alternative to it to prove, oh, yeah, we can make what Obsidian made. We're the company but they that can't. deserves Fallout. But they no, can't. They can't. Um, and they, and there, there are, you know, my, my, big, my big deal with this, and, you know, since we're full of spoilers anyway, there are four factions you can ultimately side with for the ending. Um, and I think that's going to be, like, the only real variance for players because I ended up railroad. Doug is clearly going Brotherhood. Um, no, I, I, certain... I'm doing all three. I have a save. save. Uh, I got okay. so never mind. <laughs> um, they're actually so. So there are four, but Minutemen are there just in case you fuck up. My big, my big deal is this: in in order to complete the game, you have to destroy at least one faction, and yeah, you're I probably like going that. to destroy two factions in the game. Like it is required. You have to do this. There is no way around it, and that there, there is no yes like, man that can make you like take over everything. Yeah, there's no yes man. It's not even like Skyrim where you could call the summit and get everyone to call the ceasefire. You know, um, you you have to destroy someone, and that to me was very you know I hate the term immersion, but that to me was very immersion breaking because I didn't play a character who would just suddenly turn on her allies and slaughter them all because someone else said so. But on top of it, there's not even an emotional engagement because when you turn on a faction, they just con red like every other enemy. They might as well be a group of mole rats. There's like no speeches by anyone. There's no, how could you betray us? There's no emotion attached. It's just, okay, there's yet another shooting gallery. Go and shoot them up, kill them, and that's it. It's over. Um, and it's like, it, it, you know, to me... Um, they could have done I, something I, I like, uh, it kind of goes back to like Far Cry 4 a little bit where... Um, it would have been a lot better, you know, depending on which side you pick in Far Cry 4, you're kind of bummed out, uh, yeah. you know, for, for killing the other one. And then this is just like, all right, now they're, now go get them. <laughs> yeah, like in, any, any emotion that you feel regarding it is something that you would have had to have manufactured yourself. So, so should, should, should I pitch what the thing, my, my personality system? Uh, sure. I, sure. Lay it on me. I, I mean, I. I, I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't have to. Um, I'm not gonna. I, 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 I'm not gonna beg for it if that's what you're trying. Enemy slime podcast and, over. Click. 
I thought I thought it was a good idea. If no one else thinks it's a good idea, I won't mention it. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, we haven't said anything, Mac. We're waiting for you. Okay, fine. Jay, I hate it. <laughs> Worst <laughs> idea ever. <laughs> Please tell us. Um, Come back, Jay. <laughs> well, I don't. I really don't know. Jay, just, Jay, just stop. Just it. stop. Just put it in, man. Just. just... I just, I just I just asked if I should picture it, and then you. Will you tell me? Will you tell me a little bit about it? Just the tip. <laughs> just a tell me a story, Papa. I'm not ready for the whole thing. I, I I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you kind of just the thought that I had with our entire conversation was just that I feel like at, at its core one of the big things that has uh, kind of it feels like not moved in games for a long time is AI. Uh, we got really mm-hmm. good at we got really good at graphics and making things look nice, but but logic and personality and things like that, if anything, are getting worse than they were before. And it even it even comes back to stuff like shooters and things like that. Um, I played Fear the other day, the original uh, Fear. You guys remember that game? Um, yeah. The AI is cr- is crazy good in in that game. Uh, I don't think Fear had a three in it. I think Fear three did. But uh, they'll they'll flank you and like they'll they'll pay attention and wait until you're reloading and stuff like that and then they'll pop out and uh, and and that's when they'll get you and it's so weird to me that like it, it happened in that game and then you kind of just never saw it again uh, and I think that it's well, a similar principle to RPGs where um, the the scale and the scope is bigger but a lot of the Logic, I guess. Remember when we were all excited uh, when when uh, Bethesda was very first talking about Oblivion, and they talked about the Radiant AI system and how uh, there, there's oh, that there, was the worst thing. There's the, but there's that old story. <laughs> there's that old great story about how they gave one guy the job to like sweep every day, and they gave him a broom, and his job was to sweep. And they gave another guy like the job to dig, and they gave him a shovel, and every day he would dig. And then they switched the items, and without changing any of the AI or anything, supposedly these two characters, one of them wound up killing the other so he could get his broom back and go back to sweeping <laughs> like he was supposed to. And you don't hear stories like that anymore. Like That's not even something that's, that anybody's working on or is concerned about or thinking about. Um, it, well, that's, that's how my, my, my pitch for this open up, that I think we need to stop thinking in terms of upgrading and I think we just need to uh, go on this more lateral development path in terms of video games um, because yeah you're making things look better and better but games feel like they're getting dumber and weaker sure it's not something that will so, go away but which makes sense by the way because you know it, there's diminishing returns on graphical fidelity right like you can only make a game right. look so pretty and then, you know, in order to get to the next level of, like, realism, you need to, like, put that much more time into it. Mm-hmm. And if you're putting all this time into making, like, a fucking brick texture look realistic, then you're not, like, you know, caring what the characters are doing with the brick texture. You maybe can't afford to hire, like, two other writers to flesh out your, your well, game. Yeah. And, and like, the, the jump from, from PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 4 was a lot more underwhelming than the jump from the PlayStation to the PlayStation, uh, for PlayStation two to PlayStation three. Right. Right. So it's like, you know, that, that uh, we're already, we saw that like right away. So my hope was always that they would go on this development process that would just start to make the games richer and a lot more full. And, you know, I, how I stupid think we were you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, um, and then fallout four, you know, we, we've already, we've already talked about this, in terms of the personality 
sometimes, you know, you, it's, literally, it's literally four choices. I, am I going to say yes? Am I going to say no? Am I going to be sarcastic about it? Or am I going to ask a question? And then you end up doing whatever fucking quest it is. And it's just like, it's no way to craft a personality for your character. Um, and like I said, finally you get to the end game, get to which faction you're going to side with. And it feels like by that point, every single choice in the game you made just doesn't matter. And it feels like you're this empty vessel um, who's just there to do shit because other people said so in both games. I think what we need is a personality system. Um, I think basically the game begins to restrict your actions and predict your actions based on your previous actions. And then from there, uh, you craft the kind of character that you play. So if you start the game kicking puppies, then at the end of the game, it's like, okay, you get to be this big imperial warlord now. Or if you start the game donating to charity, you get to the end of the game and it's like, oh, okay, now you're the saint of the church. Um, and I think there needs to be like some in, some hidden choice paths from the player that dictates what path you can go down. And I think that will not only create a richer character, but I think it will create a richer narrative experience overall. Mass Effect did some very subtle things like that, where if you always picked like the jokey options, eventually Shepard would just make jokes without you picking it. Um, yeah. Because like I had a very smart ass Shepard, and I started to notice as the game went on that you know in a conversation he would make a wisecrack or something, even though I hadn't picked anything from the dialogue wheel. Um, and I, that's much more subtle than what you're talking about. But even that would help. And I guess that might be my point: is there are so many little things that they can do that would make a difference. Uh, kind of just like that person who noticed when I ignored her. Um, just people noticing like your actions and what you're doing. Like you kill a guy. And nobody knows or cares, even if they were even if they were standing there when you did it. Um, you know, nobody's really uh, phased by it a lot of times. Yeah, like like in real life, like if, if you see someone, even if it's like a bad person they killed, like a lot of times you might be still kind of weirded out. I've a little that bit. That person killed someone. A little like, bit. Um, in, in Fallout, it's like, oh, you just massacred thirty people. They were evil, but whatever. Do you remember? And somebody kills Osama bin Laden, and you're like, eh, whatever. And maybe you guys can tell me if this happens in Fallout. Do you remember in you like? Uh, I think it happened in Skyrim, Fallout Three, and Oblivion, because it's just a very common thing that Bethesda likes to do. But they used to have this thing where uh, you would kill somebody, like a named character, and then further on in the game, all of a sudden you'd like walk through a door, and there'd be like five guys in front of you, and they'd be like, "There he is, get him!" And they, and then you'd you'd kill them, and you'd find a note on their on their body that would say like, you know, this is the guy, go and get him. He killed Danny, and we miss Danny so much. Here's a hundred gold for you I, to kill I, him. Is that something I that happens? Doug, I think Doug can answer that one, and then I, 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 I have an answer for that one. Well, that would require named characters who you can actually kill. So. Uh, yeah, like Jared. <laughs> that, you, that's true. You, there actually does does happen, kind of. Like in, in the, the drug kinda. dealing quest, if yeah. you kill one of the, the characters, his dad basically puts a hit out on you if oh. you don't. I did Why get that, I? actually. And it's the one time I was happy with my charisma because I talked him into thinking that someone else killed him. Yeah, and See, I right. didn't. So yeah. then the trigger men just show up constantly. Oh, great! They just show up constantly. So, so what you're asking basically is if someone and in Fallout Three it got really stupid because someone would sign it, it would be like Amada from Vault One and One sent these assassins after you. Um, yes, but do. in this game, <laughs> but in this game, it's literally just the one character, and, and, and it's, it's a quest. Literally, 
it's it's a quest. It's literally just the one character, and it's only if you fuck up the charisma check. That's it. See, and like being being a quest is kind of a cop out anyway, because what made it special to me before is it's just something that's happening in the world, right? Like it just feels mm-hmm. like a very real living world when something like that happens. Um, so what Jay is actually suggesting kind of exists in the old Infinity Engine games. Yeah, uh, it's more like on the terms of reputation, where like you know your character will have a reputation depending on the choices mm-hmm. you made. So like you know if you are killing a bunch of people, then he will have you know. Your characters won't talk to you, and he will have like a different like attitude. And well, that's that was I, even just... like as recent as as uh, Fallout New Vegas. Mm-hmm. I was right. gonna say because Fallout Three had something you know really similar where they would assign you like your title or whatever, and you're like the angel of yeah, the race. Yeah. Or, I mean, it didn't mean I, as much. That that's the thing is thing, you're you're talking about basically not only having that but actually attributing you know something to it like taking a good sizable chunk of gameplay and devoting right. it to it. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think in fact you know I think in fact. It's but I don't more, think that um, what you're suggesting is that far fetched. Is what I'm saying. You know, like it exists. Yeah, yeah. I, and and I, even I, guys, we already have to segue into, into, seg- seg- into pillars of eternity, but they actually have that in the game. Not that exactly like you're describing, but like you know, I will go into like a place and we'll be like, "Oh, here you're a good person. Can you please help me with this?" And you know, like I went into like a den of thieves, and they were like, "Oh, well, you're a good issues. We don't want to be associated with you." And your character is like, "Well, you know, you're kind of assholes." So it does kind of exist. It's just not as I think as prevalent as you want it. I'm just saying, right. I think you guys are all bloviating because we already have the epitome of video game role playing, which is payday two. <laughs> it's uh so there you go if you were wondering how to fix games we did it rpgs are gay anyway why don't we play they're stupid <laughs> yeah so it's like fuck games um we've, we're running That's not Madden. we're running way long was there anything in particular you wanted to say about pillars of eternity lucio it's really good get it that's oh, pretty good if you like stupid RPGs for oh, that's right, yeah. people, exactly. if, if you're a if you're a nerd and you play RPGs and not Madden like real men, uh, or FIFA, or COD, hey, easy there. Um, I, I do want to ask you, Lucio. Uh, did you you played Divinity, right? Yes. So wasteland wasteland two Divinity. I also review, I also reviewed that. Uh, yeah, that's right. You did. Uh, <laughs> Wasteland He's not a two, historian. Wasteland 2, Divinity, Pillars of Eternity. I can only buy one. Which one do I buy? Um, swords or guns, Jared? Uh, I don't care. I have no preference. I just want the... the I want the one that's going to be easiest for me to jump into without having to learn a bunch of shit. Like, Witcher 3, too much learning. Divinity is probably the most accessible one. All right, there you go. I would but, say um, but I haven't played Pillars. Pillars, Pillars is more. You, you played uh, Baldur's Gate 2, right, Doug? Yeah. It's Baldur's Gate 2. I had time. <laughs> I'd totally play it, but I just don't think I have the time for I it. Just don't, I just don't want to have to learn like how to make a potion, but don't drink this potion. Drink this me, potion before nighttime. an Infinity Engine game outside of the Infinity Engine. Don't forget to make a campfire, because if you don't make a campfire, you can't make a potion. And if you don't Infinity have this potion, you can't could, do extra damage to the too, merman. <laughs> I, could, I could defend that, too, because you know, it still creates a, a greater level of strategy than some recent RPGs have created. 
I mean, there's way more to The Witcher than any other game this year, probably. Um, and it, but it's okay, also but it's pretty the, close in terms of like any other game this year. RPGs. The problem is, is that I just because of that, when I stopped playing it for a month, now I can't go back because I don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> It's kind of like all these survival games where it's like, you can build this, but you need iron ore. And I'm like, where the fuck do I get iron ore? And then Jared, maybe you need it, to just stick with Assassin's Creed. I got to Google that, and I don't know. <laughs> no, the Assassin's Creed is the last thing he wants. I'm just saying it's, it's like, real it's simple. Like 20, it's real easy. There's, there's, no, like Assassin's Creed is the very last thing. There's like 20 fucking things to collect in Syndicate. You know what I want? I always go back, and then I have to collect a music box, and then the next thing I'm going to get some pressed flowers, and then I, just wanna, uh, I gotta go collect some children. I just want a match three game. Can I just have that? I just oh, want to feel about candy, Jared. I want to match three colors of the same color. You want you want honey pop. And they, I want honey pop. Actually, go to the store and buy Connect we'll Four. You. In all seriousness, we'll get I, honey pop. in all seriousness, I've been thinking about picking up honey pop. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why have you been thinking of picking up honey pop? Because yeah, I didn't. Yeah. No one told me it was a match three game. That sounds great. <laughs> I don't care about the okay, rest. What would you? What would you? What would you? What would you want, honey? Is it on anything but Steam? I don't know. I think. I, it, I, yeah, I yeah. Know. I think. I, I think Steam is the only place where something like that is allowed. There's an adult only version that's not on Steam. Oh, is there? Well, I don't want that. If I needed jacking um, material, that's not an issue. I just want to match shapes. Jacking well, I think what? they're also or colors. Okay. Or <laughs> anime women. Yeah, honey pop. All right. Is it Hold on, on sale? Second. How much is it? I'll buy I, it right I'm now. On the podcast. Um, let's see. It's okay, but if you buy it right now, you you need to you need to uh, talk about no, 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 it. No, no. Purchase as gift. Is Jay gonna send me honey pop? <laughs> Purchase as gift. <laughs> <laughs> did it come out this year? Can it be added to my game of the year? <laughs> I, I think so, actually. I think, it, I think it qualifies. What the fuck was your Steam? Oh, yeah, it's Vaseline Biking. Well, just uh, tell the world, why don't you? <laughs> you can bleep that out. I guess that's The true. world already knows, Jared. Steam fucked up. <laughs> yeah, the world's already yeah. been had access oh. to Steam on Christmas. It's three... Now they just need a social security to match with the name. It's $3, and it did come out this year. So, yeah, I definitely... I'm gonna All right. honey pop uh, shit hold up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So next uh, next podcast, Jared, we want the full purchase. report. Okay, I'm gonna report in. Oh man, you can the ask people. Podcast. You can ask people on dates. You can match three colors. It's everything I wanted. Okay, so hold on one second. Let can me you just, stack let me hats? The payment. You can't stack hats. You but can't. You... you can't stack hats, but it's. You can't. Have... I don't save my details on Steam anymore. Well, I wonder why. <laughs> So I had to actually type my new card in. Why could that um, be? So listen, listen carefully, listener. I find it easier if I read the numbers out as I'm typing. If you listen very carefully, <laughs> maybe you'll be able to hear which keys Don't is pushing. Don't forget to tell us what your security code is. Right, right. Oh my god, and there it is. Alright, yep. <laughs> I accept your gift wholeheartedly, and it's installing now. Oh my god, it's done installing. That was very fast. Wow. <laughs> so, what we're going to do now is Jared is going to light play Honey Pop on the podcast. All right, I'll, I'll, I will tell you guys, I will tell you guys all about Honey Pop next week. I'm going to pop right. I'm, I'm going to pop I'm so many honeys. You're going to be you're going to be tired. 
It's going to be an, an audio-only Let's Play. Oh, look at all these achievements. Give Caillou all the pairs of panties after she asks for them. Can do. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be an experience. I can tell already. Spend the night with three girls without upgrading any of your traits. Okay. This sounds easy. Max out, max out both your money and your honey. What the? <laughs> oh, guys, I can't wait. I'm so I'm playing this. All right, I got. Let's. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, thanks for listening or whatever. This is the Honey Pop Podcast. I'm your host, Jared. Uh, if you're not already, you should go follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're at the Enemy Slime on both of those services. Uh, and I think with that, is there anything else I usually say? We're out. We're good out. Night and good luck. Good Sick night. Out. Good night and good luck. Thanks, Michael. Oh, Michael. No. Appreciate that. I'm not editing any of that. All right. Well.